that. <laughs> what a cool name for a camera, like the Black Magic. Sounds like mysterious. All right, just know that's not a video camera, so that's going to turn off every 30 seconds. Welcome to What's Your Voyage, a podcast where we have people on that are up to stuff and we have a chat about the voyage of their life. Enjoy. Alrighty, thank you very much. I'm your host, Hamish McLaughlin Lester, and we have Pedro on. Now, Pedro, how do I pronounce your last name? Is it Guida? Yeah, Goidanish, actually. Goidanish. Yes, Goida is just half of the surname and he's been using as my nickname and and my my mum and my grandfather before, so that's how Goidanish it is. is the Yes, is the, the full name. And what's the history of Goidanish? Uh no one knows actually. It's probably from Croatia. Where is Croatia now? But it's like uh I'm from the south of Brazil. Yep. And in the south of Brazil, we, we had a lot of immigrants from all around uh, after the First World War One. So in my background, you're going to have like Italian. I'm, I'm getting the Italian passport now. Oh, so Pro- you're going to have dual citizenship between Brazil and Italy. Italy and in three years, Australian. Eventually, I'm going to have... Can you do triple? I don't know. Uh, theoretically, no, but maybe yes. I'm going to see if I have to give up one, I'm going to give up the Brazilian one. So, <laughs> is, that, is that like the weakest one out of them? Uh, totally, totally, totally yeah. the weakest one. So, Italy is, you know, Europe, uh, it's always good yeah, to have it. EU would be yeah. good to be yeah, And Australian passport is, is very good as well. So, um, and I have Italian, um, uh, French, Spanish. My, my grandmother, she was from uh, the Galicia, is, it's uh, in Spain. Mm. So, I have a lot of, of mixture. And but this nickname is uh, this surname is from probably where is Croatia today? Okay. Probably, but yeah, cool. No one knows exactly because yeah, that part of the, like the road has separated many times. Yeah, I had a grandparent, yeah, rest in peace to Alistair. He was my grandfather, and he just went down the rabbit hole and figured out our full family tree all the way back to the 1300s. Whoa, which is pretty wild. Like, oh, tough job, man. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I haven't really dived into it yet because I feel like that's usually what you get into. As <laughs> Come an old, on, man. Old he, man. He did a dirty job, <laughs> and you're not even <laughs> just studying a little bit. No, too. I've studied a little bit. Okay, I've okay, a little like bit. A part of our Australian history. So we've been here. I don't know, it's a few yeah. hundred years. Um, First flight. <laughs> shout outs. Oh yeah. So we got Will Twist. Um, he is, you know here to chime in because Will Twist is, as you already know, part of the voyage. And then we have Bjor, who's a producer. Yo, yo. Yo, yo, check it out. Um, so, tell us, what do you do? Okay, uh, as I told you, I'm from Brazil. I've arrived here in, in Australia eight months ago now, right, in Adelaide. So, I'm an entrepreneur, basically, but I was... Um, I graduated as an engineer, and that allows me to to get a permanent residence visa here in Australia. So yep. I was in Brazil. Uh, my wife and I we decided that Brazil was, I'm gonna say the world, Brazil is shit. So okay, we have our family, friends, but this is too much. And even like the if economy you, is just 
hectic there with the violence. Uh, the, the economy, the economy is is like a roller coasters. You know, it's always having fun. You are going up and down every three months. But that's not the problem. The violence. There's a lot of things there, right? Like just Juliana, my wife, she got guns on her hand like three or four times in the last year we were there. Oh my lord! Just, in the last year. Yeah, just for you to have an idea, when you decided to do this, uh, it called they call it skilled visa program. So we start to a study. Secured visa program. Skill visa. Skill visa yes. program. Okay. So uh, your skill or your profession has to be in a list that the Australian government released. And yours was engineer. Yeah. And then I, oh, we are here. So you have to do a lot of things to, to get more points, right? So your age count as good points, uh, the, your school, your graduation, your English level, etc. So we had good points, but to be competitive and get our visa soon, because a lot of people all around the world apply for that with a lot of points. And whoever has more points, you have more chances to get in, right? Mm. So I had to, to have an upgrade in my English level. Um, is that I, pretty tough? It is. It is, it is because like this, the, the reading and the listening part, it's a test. So like... You learn how to do the test. Mm. You, of course, you have to have a good level of English. But after you learn how to do the test, it was like I was getting 100% always. Mm. However, the speaking part and the writing part, it's someone correcting. So, so you, were you better at listening first and then speaking and then writing? Listening and writing and, and reading was the always awesome grades Easy because day. you can study and, and do the test. Yeah. But the writing, it's an essay and etc. And it was handwriting and uh, with a pencil. And man, the last time I handwriting, I was like 17. You know, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I do not even know how to do that. I was like, whoa, what do I we do here? I was literally comparing my writing today to like my father's. And I was like, man, he would have written so much more in his life, and it shows. His handwriting's cool. <laughs> Mine's like, I look like a primary school, you know what I mean? Because like, totally. I just don't really write. My, my handwriting was terrible when I was in school. Yeah. And, of course, after 20 years, I was not practicing anymore, so it was even worse. And then yeah, it's like that. Then, okay, but then one passage for you to understand what was happening in Brazil. Um, I remember I was working a lot, and we are going to get there where I, I was working um, in my company and I arrived home like 10 p.m. and I say, okay, I have to study now. I have to study three hours to get that 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 three hours a day or four hours a day I put that to, on top of like work. Yeah, I have to do that. And I called Juliana and say, go to your mom's house. You know, I, I want to be alone and study. Mm. And the apartment I, I used to live there and we used to live there, it was in a very good neighborhood. Like uh, Porto Alegre, that's our city. Yeah. It's like, it's the capital of the south of Brazil. It's, it's Adelaide. It's totally Adelaide from Brazil, right? Yeah. Same size, same mind. It's unbelievable. I, I, I end up in the same city, but in Australia. Of course, <laughs> here is better because Australia is better. But imagine that we lived in a neighborhood, let's put like that, I don't know, only. Yeah. Only, okay, Goodwood. That's, that was yeah, the so level of the neighborhood, good, right? Good neighborhood. So it was like, I don't know, 1, 1 a.m. and I was studying. I was, and I was really tired and say, okay, that's it. Then I closed my book. When I closed, pa, 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 man, like 10 gunshots in front of my building. Oh, my God. Like and a drive-by. And then wow. I said, wow, thank you, God, for that message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to get out of here. And then I studied more like two hours and a half. Have and you ever had been like under 
gunpoint? Oh, yeah, yeah, me? Yeah, you. Oh, many times, man. Dude, I can't get what? over that. Like, tell me. Tell me yeah, about like, it. How the fuck did you get put under gunpoint? Man, look, in, in Brazil, people kill you uh, to, to steal your car. And I'm talking about, about like a barina. So have you had your car stolen in Brazil? Yeah, yeah. Juliana had her car stolen more than once. Uh, I, I gave up on having cars. I was using only Uber. That that was the good thing. That was the good the, the good thing about a bad economy is not a good thing, okay? But like uh, here, if you want to get around Uber, like oh, Adelaide, it's a so huge expensive. city, it's so expensive. So expensive. In Brazil, what happened? Man, the minimum salary is, is very low. Like so what, like 20 grand? The minimum salary? Like 15, 10? No, man. Let, let's, let me put it that if you translate to Australian dollars... It's a thousand. Head. It's like two hundred and fifty dollars a month. Yeah, what's that a year? Quick math, come on. Man, it's like three thousand. <laughs> three thousand dollars. Three thousand dollars a year. Three thousand dollars a year. Okay, that's not much. That's nothing. Yeah. It's not so much what 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 happened? It's very easy to bring guys to Uber, right? Mm. Here in Australia, like, oh, I want to, hey, become a Uber driver. So you have to pay more than I don't know. McDonald's is paying them to flip burgers. So. It's it's hard because they pay good. So in Brazil, <laughs> the minimum is shit. So mm. uh, there's a lot of Uber. So it was a lot of Uber, very they, cheap. And then they can worry cheap. about their car being stolen, and you don't have to. And I don't have to. <laughs> so literally, I didn't can have. You tell me the story. Like, did you get held up to get your car taken, or they like smash a window and took it? Like, no man. I want to uh, know a story yeah, about yeah, being I'm, held I'm, up because I yeah, feel yeah, like that's one, a pretty wild. Once thing to I, I was I was in a friend's car, and we were. We were having dinner. We had play football when we were having dinner. And then, okay, we were driving home and we, we were three in the car, right? We were about to, to let one at home and then he would leave me at home and then go to his house. And he had a good car, you know, but not like, whoa. It was, for level, Brazil, have a good car, but not something special. And then he was driving and then, man, we were in an avenue and one guy almost hit us. Mm. And I like said, from the back? From the back. Yeah. But like sideways, but we... Oh, okay, no, the guy is just crazy. We were we are so naive, you know. We didn't mm. realize when we stopped the car. It was it's like it's one second. It's then comes two guys. One guy staying in the car. Comes two guys with guns. Man, it's like I wasn't the first. And then you're like, like, I'm done. No, it's like, it's like hands up, then hands up. And I say, okay, can I take my? You can take nothing. Just get out. And I say, I have to take my my seat belt off. Then I say, take the seat belt off with the gun here. You get out, man. It's that's so hectic. How, now, cr- um, how about the police? Are the police corrupt in that sense? Like, what do they the, do about it? Talking about Brazil, the police is very corrupt in Brazil. Uh, there are the good cops and the bad cops, but man, corruption is all around. The problem is money. Like here in Australia, if you become a cop, you're gonna get a very good, very good salary. In Brazil, they they get shit money, man. And what happened? When people think about dangers, this is. These kind of things is easy, right? These go for the rich neighborhoods. What, what happens in Brazil in most of the parts is that you have slums. Uh, it's like favelas, they call, mm-hmm. right? So the uh, the inequality, like the poor people are so poor and, the, and, and who has money has good money, but that different, the gap is so huge that you can't find here. So what happened? Those guys, they live everyone in the same neighborhood and then all the traffic, uh, you know, drugs, everything goes there. Yeah, they get slums. Yeah, but then they get a lot of money because who use drugs? Mm. Playboys. You know, you, it's all around the world. 
Mm. You know, your friends or whatever, they're young, they use, they have money. Yeah, they have money, they so use, they buy drugs. So they bring the money to those places, and who becomes the king of those places? Who becomes, is, is, is the drug dealer, the, the, the kingpin, I don't know, there, and then they create the parallel control. So there are a lot of places in Brazil that police cannot get in. There's that's a rule. Wild. If the police get in, they, they smash the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, well, that's Pablo the, Escobar stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. Totally Pablo that's Escobar it. stuff. That's yeah. welcome to Brazil. Yeah. Civil war all around. Well, Sounds similar yeah. to South Africa, like with all the Look, Brazil, walls and stuff, you know, guarded security cameras and yeah. stuff like that. Like Brazil and South Africa are very similar. Yeah. The difference that in South Africa is, in Brazil, this this gray area here it's more mixture it's it's more easy going in south africa there are places the like the rich guys and the little really poor guys there's oh, a huge okay, gap yeah, yeah. but this gray area here in brazil people some somehow still get along but in south africa there are the, the there are rich neighborhoods where they put walls literally walls mm. and it's not private it's it's like a public place but with walls it's like that's weird yeah 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 i guess it's needed though um so Let's go back to like how you went from engineering to now being an entrepreneur. Like, you know, you obviously chose your engineering for university. Did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Or was that like a bit of self-discovery that led you to being like, yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm 36 now. Uh, so I, I, it's a different generation from you guys. Like I can see it's totally different. Um, I was like, man, okay. I was in a level that my parents said, oh, you have to go to a good university and work in a good company. That was the yeah. idea, right? Uh, and also it was a transition where the idea is, ah, oh, you have to make work for the government. That I can see here in Adelaide, you have a lot of that, oh, uh, that, that, that mind. Like, oh, I work for the government. And people never stop to think, man, if everyone works for the government, we're fucked. Yeah, right. Someone <laughs> has to generate something, right? In the end of the day, that money is going to end up, guys. It's, it's not like that. It's not forever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But um, then I decided to do engineering. Must Not because, oh, I love it. It's... And it's it's a good profession. You always think like, oh, I have to succeed. Yeah, it was a safe option. Yeah, safe option. Uh, doing the course was not that safe. It was very hard. Yeah, <laughs> it was hard. very hard, right? So basically, they started like that. I, I was doing it. I was doing good uh, in the university. I, I, I used to do mechatronic engineering. That is robotics. Mm. I used to do good. I was not the best. There are guys who was born for, born for that, but, uh, but I could do it. You know, I was passing through all the subjects. And then uh, one day I gave up because I was doing that and working in a place far away, uh, like one hour and a half from my city. Yeah. And I used to work like eight hours a day there, then come back, then I study four hours. And then I say, man, I'm going to Australia. Then I stop everything. And uh, I take, took some English class, uh, like six months. And Wait, then so I, before you started doing entrepreneurship, you I wanted was, to go to Australia? Yeah, I, w I was like 22. Oh, you wanted to come wow. to Australia for that long? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Then, then I came to Australia, 2008, and yeah. I was living in Sydney, and it was it was amazing. Fuck, Australia, man. You guys here in Australia have no idea of the country you have. When I talk to Australian people, you have no idea. I've been around. I've been in America, Europe. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about the rich countries in you know, yeah. uh, uh, Western Europe, America. Man, here is way better. Way mm -hmm. better in all, all, all aspects. Then I came here and fuck, this is amazing. And as I told you, I, I was getting as a student in Brazil. I was working eight hours a day, but as an intern, they use that a lot there, right? Yeah, they and then you qualified, really uh, yeah, and pay as an intern. And I was getting like two, three hundred dollars a month to work eight hours a day. One, 
And then I came here and I took a job as a laborer in Sydney. And I was getting like a 1200 a week. And I was in Sydney. <laughs> my life was cheap. Three, three, I don't know, three, four p.m. The guy was, let's go for a beer. And say, my God, <laughs> this is so amazing. Smoke <laughs> I would never Loves come back. Loves a smoke guy. Loves yeah. a I, I would never come back. I would never come back. Then I realized, okay, then I start to understand, how can I go, how can I do to stay in Australia? Then you start to study, oh man, I had a student visa, it's very hard, you have mm. to become a permanent resident, how can you do that? You have to find someone to sponsor you, but I was a uh, not qualified person because I was not graduated, so I would have to, you know, keep on that forever and say, no, you know what, I'm going to come back, finish my university, do whatever I have to do. Yeah. So when I finished, my, my idea was three three. Three semesters later, I finished. My idea was, I'm going to finish that and, and see how to go to Australia. Mm. But as soon as I finished, I was working in a huge company, huge, huge company uh, called AB InBev. It's, man, it's, if it's not the first, now it's the second biggest uh, beverage company in the world. Like half of the uh, brand. One they, of those they, companies that just man, owns they, 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 they are from Brazil and they bought Budweiser. That's, that's the level. That's they went huge. to America and said, hey, your biggest beer brand here. That's the level, how, how big they are. And uh, two friends of mine said, hey, man, let's open a, uh, our own business. But it was like, I'm going to be honest, it was, not, it was not like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. It was like, yes, fuck yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't know what to do. Something. It was just, yeah. yeah. So then I, I, I hold, hold back in the Australia process and we opened that company. Was uh, it a bar? Or you made beer? What? You see, no, no, you're talking the, about beverages, right? No, no, I, I used to work in the, this beverage company, yeah, right, in the logistics part, right. However, uh, my friends asked me to open a company of software development. Okay, yep, yep. So we have an ERP. You know what ERP is? Negative enterprise enterprise resource planning. Every company that's organized and big, they have to have a, a good, like Salesforce, like SAP. Those are the hugest. What's SAP? Sorry, what's SAP? It's a it's a brand. <laughs> it's yeah. a it's a company that build uh, probably the biggest ERP in the in the road, and we had an ERP for a specific market, and we opened that. It was good. We find the first two three good customers, but man, you struggle a lot. Work a lot, no money. Work a lot, no money. Then one year later, we decided, okay. Your piece too crowded, and uh, you're still young and crazy. Let's pivot that. You're gonna work with um, mobile development. You know, it that was 2000. Like on the software side of things, so like making apps. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But that was 2011, like okay. that. You know, like the, it's it was very new, yeah. especially in Brazil. You know. Only Nobody rich people had uh, a smartphone. It's not they, like, and they um, wouldn't have had those. Uh, what do you call it? The, the drag and drop app development apps yet? Yeah, you, you man. Even the, even nowadays, the drag and drop is shit. It doesn't work. What what, what happened? Because we we had we started the company and you have the hybrid development. They call you hybrid development. Hybrid, yes. You develop in in a language and then that's generate an app for iOS and an app for Android. Yeah. So nowadays, this is shit. Every every good app that you use, that you like to use, yeah. it's a native. You have to develop for iOS, develop for Android. And that happens because, you know, Google and Apple, they're not friends. So <laughs> they're not interested to, to allow people to do something that works for it, both yeah. in, a, in a good way, I right? I feel like Facebook's trying to do that with the metaverse, just create things that work everywhere. 
Yeah, the meta- the metaverse is another it's, a, it's another subject. We'll get to that. We'll me, get yeah, to that. me, me personally, I I I think that it's not time for that yet. Like it was Google Glass. Google Glass failed. I believe that metaverse is not gonna succeed now. It's not time for that yet. But just my opinion. Mm-hmm. So just finishing, um, and then we opened that company, and then in 2012 we decided to open our first startup. There is a completely different road. You have a, a, a regular company from a startup. People, yeah. a lot of people don't know that, that that difference, and I didn't that time. It was like, Let's so what's go, the difference guys. between starting your own business, providing a service of software yeah. development, and a startup? So basically, my perspective mm. is like that: a startup, man, ev- every startup is a company, right? Yes. You you are opening a startup, you are opening a company. Yes. Period. Not every company is a startup. Basic. If we decided here that we're gonna open a, a cafe, right? We're gonna open a cafe at Hut Street. Then, how is that a startup? Why? Why? There are two things that make that difference. A startup has to work with innovation, and that's the tricky one because everyone loves innovation. You, lo- the, the word innovation is very sexy, mm. and everyone, lo- oh, innovation, innovation. But no one realized that. No one. Most of the people don't realize in the beginning that innovation, especially in business. They come hand with hand with another word. There is um, uncertainty. Oh, heavy. Yeah, and uncertainty is very bad. Failure. <laughs> yeah, it's not failure, but uncertainty. So, like for example, we're gonna open our cafe, right, Will? So we go to Hut Street and we start with how much the rent here, man. I need one minute to discover the price of the rent mm. on the internet. Then you say, oh, how mu- how many people are going to get in here? I don't know how many people does walk in this street. We spend a day counting. Oh, that many people. Then you go to a similar place and see how many people get in the place from the pe- people who g- walk through get in. Then you start to make calculations in one, two yeah, days. you create a lot of certainty quickly. Man, everything when you do a, a, a business that already exists, everything from the present and the past, if you have a decent knowledge and and, and if you want to put some some working force to, to, to do numbers, yeah, everything is a certainty. Of course, you don't know if it's going to come another coronavirus or, I don't know, aliens, whatever, right? You don't know the future, but you can predict everything. That's number one. Mm -hmm. When you do a startup, it's innovation and uncertainty completely. Quick example, right? Airbnb. Airbnb is a famous startup all around the world. Nowadays, everyone knows. Imagine the year 2008, no one was doing that. And the guy realized, no, no, you're going to get $50. And I don't know, Muhammad Zalim... He's going to send you an email. I'm going to sleep in your house, you know, take a shit in your toilet, use your <laughs> your bed, your towels, and it's here's $50. Open the door. Man, doesn't make sense. Yeah, a lot of people were pretty off on that idea to start with. So that's it. That's the leap of faith of the guys. We mm. believe that people are going to behave like that, but they don't know because then you start, okay, how much can we charge for that? I don't know. You cannot look on other things. How much the cost of acquisition of a client. I don't know. We don't know. We don't have client. Oh, uh, what kind of places we're going to be able to, to get there for people to rent? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So you start a business and you, what the answers you have for everything? I don't know. 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 Start a business. It's very hard. <laughs> yeah, right? You have to but figure it out. Yeah. Nowadays, it's very easy when people go to talk. See, Airbnb, it's a simple idea that I want to punch people who say that. It's a simple idea because now they don't have the cost of having a building. For example, Hilton. Any Hilton hotel in any place of the road, they are in a prime location. Then they build a huge building 
in their patterns, you know, and then they train stuff and etc. etc. And after that, okay, now they can start to make money yeah, with huge three upfront costs. Exactly. Huge. And and when you see like uh Airbnb, they want to have another 300 uh, rooms. What they do? Google AdWords. Yeah, right. So it's it seems simple. However, they to to get to that, you have to break a mentality, a whole mentality. What what people used to teach to their kids Till nowadays you teach when 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 your kid is in a level and the first serious thing that people teach to kids, you don't open the door for a strange person. Yeah, right. That's you the number don't one. talk to strangers. Period. Is is that the number one? And then suddenly, Airbnb and Uber, getting a stranger car. The the government has nothing to do that. It's not a taxi. It's not yeah. oh the police whatever. And open your door for any guy to get in for fifty dollars. So that breaks very hard to do. And yeah. how do you get on that? Well, the so, peer-to-peer thing, reviews, was like the big thing that created certainty for people. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, well, we trust you what will, a populist thing. What, it's what? now the same as other apps, though. That's the thing. It pays the same commission. We've got 15 Airbnbs in the family business. And it pay, it's the, the same as Booking.com. It's the same as Expedia. So it's they've just gone from being an innovator now to pretty much doing what everyone else does yeah. because hotels and have Airbnb listings. So it's not just mum and dad, you know, renting out their garage for side income anymore. Now it's the, the big movers and the big competitors. No, to- know, totally. All together in one app. Yeah, w- yeah. W- what happened is that Airbnb created the new business. And then suddenly all the others, oh, there's an entire new business that we didn't know about here. Mm. Why the, the big players with, you know, infinite money they do, they go there yep. and they do the same thing. Of course. So it's a process, but... Airbnb had to su- succeed a lot before those guys. Okay, this is something that you have to pay attention in. Mm, so like streaming, like everything. What about so, you though? So in 2012, we started the, that uh, I startup that it was crazy. The idea was like, uh, we wanted to create uh, like, how do I say? A collaborative way for people to go to nightclubs. Because still nowadays, you want to go to a nightclub, you asking the front, oh, how is there? And the guy said, no, it's very good. Or, you know, yeah, the secret guy. down there. It's oh, such, it's such <laughs> a problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, we've got it's tons crazy. of girls in here, guys. Now. Totally. I don't know how is it here in Australia, but in Brazil, they used to do that a lot. They they keep, when there's hot girls in the line, sometimes they, they keep the girls, oh, it's full. And they keep just for people who are walking around, yeah, see, oh, yeah. there's a lot of girls coming. Oh, heavy, and then yeah, you yeah, get yeah. in there, and oh, this is shit. So it's at, at the look, start of the night, especially, they'll yeah. do that. So oh, our idea is, that. we're going to solve that problem. We're going to have something that people are with their mobiles. Okay, end of the story. The app was beautiful. We put money, we put effort, and but no one used it. <laughs> like, the, in, in, in the beginning... I would use it, I would use it. <laughs> Look, but, but that, that, that was the problem. And uh, theoretically, I would use as well. But we did a bad project. Not a bad software, a bad project. How, how does that come? Because then what, you have that idea, right? Well, how did you find out a bad project? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know this yeah. story. Imagine that we are creating this project here, right? Then mm-hmm. we get excited. I, I could see that we was, whoa, that's a good idea. Then we created. We were, in a, we were like eight people. And in our room, like eight months working that before the release, in our room, in our parallel universe that we created, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. So we put a lot of features because this, and then people is going to do that and that and that. Uh, and it was, wow, that's amazing. Then we invited like 
30 friends, and then, oh, champagne for everyone. We explained the whole thing. I was in a TV making a presentation like Steve Jobs, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And everyone, oh, that's amazing that all these 30 people were using. Then, then we invited more people. Then we had 100 users. Oh, you're amazing. Everyone is using. And then, okay, let's release for, you know, John Smith who lives wherever and you never saw to use that. Then what, Joyce, there was too many features? That Joe Smith downloaded it was like, cree, cree. no one use it. Mm. You know, was, be- was it because there was too many features? Yeah, that that's one thing. of the thing. And wh- when I gave up on the project, I, I decided to interview 15 people who never saw the, the project before. And I made a lot of questions. But question number one it was, what for what is this app for? And I have like four or uh, five options. There's one that was the main one. Mm. The other one, so yeah, they couldn't notice. Man, it was like 20% each. Like people couldn't see what we wanted to do with that. Yeah. And when I saw that, I realized, oh, this is this is shit. So it was a huge disappointment. It was a punch in my face. It was oh, all yeah. the money you had, everything, uh, you know, you're so young, everything going good. And it's like, fuck. Then, okay, why? after a while, why that happened? So we started to study, you know? So, of course... Nowadays, everyone talks about like start a lean startup. You know, the blue book I recommend for everyone who's going to start up. What's uh, the book? The lean startup. The lean startup. Yeah. What What happened? Uh, as you see, startups they work w- with uncertainty, so it's very. Sorry, I'm saying, be or write that down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> write that down. <laughs> so it's it's very easy, man. It's it's very easy for you to 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 waste energy. Startups actually is the place uh, are the places in the world where you most waste things. Why resources? Because usually startups uh, they bring a lot of intelligent people. Mm. Usually they bring bring young people and they bring people who are willing to work eighteen hours a day. Right? You know, it's it's crazy. But what's the problem? Because it, there is a lot of uncertainty and people get, I'm going to change the world. They see Facebook. They, they believe they're going to be a Zuckerberg or, or etc. They They believe so much in what they want to do that they cannot manage that. And then becomes what I did, what a lot of people do. You go, 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 and suddenly, oh, no one is going to use that. And then you put money, energy, and time. Time never come back. That's the yes. problem, right? Money comes and go. I got a lot of money. I lost a lot of money. I will get more money. That's how life is, right? We, we're going to die without. But time, yeah, your, your time is one time. Your hearse doesn't have a toe ball. Yeah. So wh- wh- what do you realize? Okay, you have to study that. So I went to Silicon Valley. I went to see what people were doing with that. So there is basically what, what, what people do in that case. You have a leap of faith, like Airbnb leap of faith. It's like, I believe people wants to stay one uh, in each other's house and pay slash receive money for that. That's it, period, right? Then you build an MVP, a minimal viable product, right? You have to build the minimal thing to test if what you assume is true, is true. Yes. Got the idea? Yes. It's different from a cafe because in a cafe, you have the answer. Oh, uh, do people want to, to, to have a coffee? Yes. Yes, of course. You know that since ever. Yeah. Now, imagine 2008. Do people want to sleep in another person's house in, I don't know, in East Europe, uh, Bratislava? I don't know. 
I don't know. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I have stayed in some sketchy Airbnbs. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I remember I stayed in one that was in, like, Queens, New York, and we got there. Like, George and I got there, like, 3 in the morning after taking the L train all the way there. We're like, dude, this is a dangerous neighborhood to be at this time. And then hey. we got there, and it was shit, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> we, we slept. It was... It was an experience, right? You you end up alive, so it's good. So, with that in mind, uh, we change our company. We have this software house, and that's a different software house. We were, you know, selling hours. Like, okay, you come here, your project is X hours, and we build for you, and that's it. People are doing that. Yeah, since it was the simple because you were just doing their stuff, and we are doing this since seventies, right? Yeah. So uh, we learned that, and the second thing is there is innovation that I told you, of a startup, there is uncertainty. And the second thing, very important, if you want to see if a company is a startup, uh, if you can scale that business. Yes, I right. feel yeah. like that's a big thing of the yeah. conversation now, especially. Because yeah. yeah. like now we've seen this infinite scalable business models that have come to life in huge ways, like yeah. Facebook, you know, it's like, and Google, like there's never been bigger companies No, that have... As that many customers. Yeah, no. In numbers, From no. From a single yeah, supply. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. That's just exactly. never happened. So what happened with the scale? How, how do you see... Okay, so when you talk about scale, what is that? Uh, that's the basic, right? Like every company, every company is scalable. Everyone. Our cafe is scalable. Everything is scalable. To what different it, levels. Yeah, what is the difference of, of the local business, a cafe local business, and a huge company that, I don't know... Uh, I don't know that's how beer. What's the difference, right? The difference is simple. The, the, the local business, they have this revenue in time, right? The time's passing, they have this revenue this month, the revenue, and they have this cost, right? And they live with the difference. That's it. That's what they do. What's the difference from a, a bigger company? They were doing that in the beginning. They realized, oh, now if you open a second cafe in another neighborhood, because you cannot grow here, people are not coming from, I don't know. Uh, uh, Brighton to have ca cafe in Hutt Street, right? So we have to open one in Brighton. So, oh, let's open or not. They add more cost and then they double the, the revenue. And if they manage that good, in the end up, they're going to have more, more profit. However, it's more management, more money, more risk, etc. So in the end of the day, a regular company, they grow, but they grow linearly. Yes. Right? And the cost grows linearly as well. Yes. The difference if they have good management... You get you make more money in the future. You got money. What's the difference of a startup, right? From a startup and a regular business. A startup has the potential. It has to have the potential to grow exponentially. Mm. What What is that? At least, uh, like, quick example. The regular company is two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Right? The startup is two, four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four. How does Putting that in, in examples, right? Again, Hilton, as you told. If Hilton wants to open a new hotel in that well, city. linear. We have to first build, pay money, blah, 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 and now we have 300 rooms to build. Look the cost. You have to bring the cost high, then have profit. Yes. Airbnb wants to have more customers. Google Ads. That's yeah, it. But That's it. it. Yeah. Eventually, one new uh, one new employee in the city, and the one, with one employee, they can have like a hundred rooms, and with yeah. two employees, they have they can have a thousand. That, it's that's a, it's a middleman, isn't it? It's like it's almost it's kind of stealing the profits, so to speak, of the of like consumer to business. They're in the middle. You know what I mean? Like they're 
instead of the consumer going straight to the hotel or the person with a contractual agreement, they go to the agent, which is Airbnb. Yeah. So this is totally Will's racket. Yeah. So, <laughs> so basically, that's it, well, man. For for a startup, that's a difference. Just coming back is yeah. uh, uh, innovation, uncertainty, right, and scalability. Mm. It, it, now, from now on, you guys can go to every business you because it's very common that you go at Lot Fourteen where we met in Stone and Chalk. Yeah. Uh, not, I'm not talking about there, but in Brazil, I went to a lot of places like that, and people say because I'm, I'm I have this startup. There's like this, this, this. Let me see, man. This is not even a startup, you know. People, uh, they they open a you know a marketing agency and say, oh, this is my startup. No, man, this is an agency. Yeah. That did have you watched Mad Men? They, they they were doing that in the '60s, man. <laughs> You're just using different, yeah, different <laughs> tools. Yeah, different tools and different resources, but it's the same thing. That's not a startup. So, first thing, how you you separate what is a startup and what is not. And after my failure, coming back, mm. realize uh, our failure, we decided, okay, man, we have to have purpose. It was the first time that I was not doing business for money. We have to have purpose now. What's our main purpose? If we we had money that we created with our company. We had skills. We were the, we we're literally the best software developers uh, for apps in, in South of Brazil. We couldn't move a step. Imagine, I don't know, Hamish and Will, that they have an idea. What they do? They, they go for a, for a software house and the software house, what the software house do? Oh, no, man, that's your idea. Oh, let's put this and this. Oh, that's great, great idea. Why? Because every time you want to do something bigger, more money for me. We're fucked. We say, okay, let's do our business like that. Then we had this software house that the, the basic idea is like that. We work in weeks. We sell you a week of our work, right? And we help you to create your MVP. So mm-hmm. before you become our client, you you pass through a mentorship that I, I, I used to give to the guys with my own examples. And then we had a, a, a golden rule, like... If you need more than four weeks of our company to build your MVP, you're definitely wasting your money. You're building more than you need to. And we are not going to build for you. You have to find another guy who wants your money. For yeah, that. to waste your time and money. Yeah. yeah if, okay. you, if you want to build something that we can do from two to four weeks and you're going to do a decent MVP with that, and then you're going to put that in the hands of your customers because then... You, the guy come with the idea, in two months he's working. He can have real customers to take real data. Yes. To, it's not from your family and friends. One thing that I always tell uh, George and you guys after I met, okay, because we did that and this was amazing and this uh, and customers. And I remember when I met, I met Tatum the first time, George, and she was doing something. What was you were doing like in, in the Jeep there? Uh, you're raising money for... Oh, charity. The charity. And I say, oh, that was amazing. And I said... That was amazing, but I have one question for you. Is there someone here who is not your family and friends? Quick. Like, is there, is there someone who you never saw beside us? Like, no, came not really. There was only a couple. So yeah. you, you cannot count that as like truly amazing because, man, okay, it's cool. You have good relations, but it's not sustainable as, yeah. a, a, as yeah, an like accomplishment. You couldn't do it without them, or you haven't proven you could do it without the family and friends. Exactly. So... That, that's the point. So we, you put, we put the project in the hand of the customers and they start build. So what happened in that process? More than 60 startups. I, I was the product owner of for more than 60 startups. Shit. In Brazil and in, in Silicon Valley as well. 
Man, a lot of frustration. A lot of frustration. No worries. That's a lot. Like, you know, one one thing that I used to tell to my customers in the end, because a lot of guys, man, entrepreneurs, a lot of them, they come, it's natural. It's a natural process. I want an app like this, 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 this. They they, they came with the scope. Like, I want to do this. I said, look, man, calm down. We have to discover what's your leap of faith. As I told you about the Airbnb, I believe that people want this, this. Yeah, like what's your why? Did, did I talk about apps, websites? Nothing. I just said, what do you want to prove? Let mm. me build. I That's yours. The, the, the leap of faith is yours. But let me be your product owner, your CTO. Why? Then I said, I, I truly believe that if you want to do now, I truly believe that you have the capacity to, in the future, be a way better than IS uh, as a pro- software project manager. However... I did that 60 times. You never did. So I used to tell to, to my friends, who here did a good one in your first time? Who, who did a good good sex? The first time. First time. You were a virgin, right? And then we went there and it was amazing. I enjoyed it. No, I'm not, no, 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 no. I'm, that, that's not what I'm talking. That's not what I'm talking. It's a good answer. Everyone enjoy it. I enjoy it, right? But And, and the, did she like it as much as you? What my point is, if you compare from you today, who be, who do you believe that can do better for a growth? Hamish today or the first time Hamish did it? Oh, the first time Hamish. Uh, <laughs> he was hungry for it. He was hungry for it. Okay, man. You, you, nah, you, I get you that. Yeah. I get you. Okay, you are you are uh, an exception. You are amazing. But uh, overall speaking, everyone is not good in the first time. Although yeah. you believe you are, no, man, you, you are not. So what, what I used to tell people, look, let me help you. I, I become your project manager. So yeah, you fair. did that for more than 60. We saw great things. I saw guys getting sold and become millionaires. And I saw guys like with a lot of money, with a lot of investment, guys who were CEOs in banks and they couldn't go one step ahead. So with that, you start to learn a lot uh, what does work, what does not work. And of course, not that you know everything, but you create a lot of patterns of how you do things. So what kind of things you learn? Well, for example, um, it's the curriculum of the guy doesn't matter. What do you, oh, as in what school they went to? The, how, the like guy, the guy could be. Oh, he was rich. He was a CEO of the fucking I don't know what. Uh, he he made everything. He did MBA in Harvard, Harvard and etc. Mm. It doesn't matter too much because if 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 the guy comes in with the ego very high, that becomes even harder because they don't they're not willing to learn. Yeah, sorry, exactly. cut in. Uh, Pedro, I've always wanted to know. You know, like what's the difference with e-commerce and uh, startups? How you, could you see the difference? E-commerce? Yeah. Man, e-commerce is just a store, but in on the internet. Oh, okay. Okay. Which one would you prefer? Me? Doing a startup or e-commerce? A startup. Okay. Look, a startup is always harder. Always harder. Nothing is harder sure, sure. than do a startup, right? Yeah. Because it's too much uncertainty. But I, and e-commerce nowadays, it's a good way to, to make fast money. Yeah, that's what I've been seeing. So, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I, I'm going to do a, uh, e-commerce this year. This is on my plan just to make some revenue. But it's not like my main business. I want to leave doing that. Yeah, e-commerce. it's not your calling. Yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. It's just something that you yeah. are proficient with. So then in 2017, we started a, a new project that was crazy, 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 crazy. And we that one, we almost changed the road with that. It was... Then I Joyce? Learned, Joyce. Joyce yeah. was amazing. So tell tell people listening about Joyce. 
Okay, Joyce, uh, J O uh, Y Z, uh, 2017. Uh, Joyce was born in a single idea, right? I believe that 10 cents can save a life. That's it. Okay. True, true. We, ha we have that idea. What do you do now? So what was the problem? For example, take here in Australia, it's even easier. You take 10 cents here, right? Who cares about 10 fucking cents? No one. No one cares. Everyone can spare 10 cents. And if you give to a homeless 10 cents, he get angry and throw the 10 cents in you, right? <laughs> even yeah. he, even he, yeah, 10 cents, he gives you 10 cents, right? Yeah. But stop to think, if a million people that would spare that 10 cents understand that that has a value and give that, put that on a box, we're talking about $100,000 that can make surgeries to save the life of one child, two child, three child, etc. So the challenge was, okay, how can we change that human behave? So we created an, an app and we bring some um, uh, experience from, from, from like Instagram for people to understand. Yeah, heavy. Yeah, but instead of a like, you give a choice, right? So uh, we create this virtual coin that called Joyce and it worth 10 cents, but we, we don't talk about cents. It's Joyce. You're giving a Joyce, Joyce. So in the beginning you say, okay, how do you do for that to work? How do you put people in here? So Juliana is here. She was the marketing uh, strategist that time and she did an amazing job. They, we, we didn't have much money. We have some investors, few money. Uh, like, when I say few, it feels like... When you say few money, just so... 200,000 yeah. Australian dollars. Okay. So Wait, like, no, no, less, less, less. In the beginning, it was like 50,000 Australian dollars. Yeah, okay. And in the second round, you got more money. But uh, but to do a project in of that size, it mm -hmm. was hard. So what do you do? Because if you go to Google and Facebook and start to do ads, it's very expensive. And in the end you don't get so many people. So we tried that. And okay, it's not getting the right people because at the same time that we know that there are people that want that, we cannot attract like young guys that want to just, okay, I'm going to give just to you, to you to me and we get $20 to have beer, right? That would be a problem for us. And then we decided, Juliana created this. It was like, we spent like a week on Facebook and Instagram finding people, looking for and finding people who had problems, like a mom. One example, in Brazil in 2014, we have the problem of Zika virus. Have you heard about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah that was, that was whoever got Zika virus, uh, nothing for the mom, but the baby, they was born with the brain the size of, a, I don't know, a grape. And, and, and microcephaly, they call, right? So we had a huge problem there in 2014. And everyone, and oh, yeah, yeah. That it never grew, or it grew a little bit. No, no, the, the kids are still alive now, but now the, those moms have six years old, seven year old kids that they, they, okay. it's hard. It's yeah, hard, yeah, like man. Vegetables. It's hard for them. Um, so that was 2017. And we saw a lot of, for example, like this, people that were on Instagram or Facebook asking for help with that. But on Instagram and Facebook, people are on Instagram and Facebook, you know, to show that they went to sushis, to the beaches, that they have nice yeah, bodies, that they work out. Like, exactly. Everyone is happy. Let me pause you quickly. Hey, George, can you press play on my camera again so then when they talk that it gets them? Uh, yeah, please. Thank you. Please continue, Pedro. And then we realized, okay, and they were on, on Instagram and Facebook, like humiliating them. Like, please help me, look. All the pictures of their kids are the kids, like, the mom's suffering, you know? It, it's something like, it's hard. It's, it's, 
It's like when you you're having beer with someone and come someone asking money. Oh look, I'm from fucked. Give me money. So that we oh this is something that we can change. We people can help without being like that. You know. Yeah, the desperate oh. guy on yeah. on the social platform. So mm. Juliana like Juliana made a list of hundred of those people and they had to be like between five thousand followers and up to fifty thousand followers. Why that? Less than five thousand, they're too slow, too little for us in the beginning, but. Bigger than 50,000, they're becoming like little stars. And they're like, oh, the ego was... So mm. we made those lists. Uh, and then we start to contact those people personally. Look, from Brazil? From Brazil. Yep. We can help you. We can help you. Let me talk to you. Then we talk to them. Look, we don't have money to help you, but we have this app, Joyce. And how does that work? Then we explain. You, you get in there and you start to post pictures constantly and show your day by day. And then people can come and donate Joyce. However... Every person who gets in here, we're gonna give up to one dollar, right? Australian dollar. That 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 would be like forty joys, right? In the time. Yeah. You're gonna give up if they stay there, and then you just have to tell these people, hey, download this app, get a joys, and donate to us. So we make those causes to become our marketing players, mm. right? Because. They went to, hey, I'm not asking for help. It's just easy. It's 10 minutes of your time. Go there. So we start to do that. And then we said, we, we convinced those brands like, oh, those, those calls like, oh, you have 10,000 followers. Imagine, I'm going to give you a dollar for each follower for them to donate. If you convince all, all of your followers from Instagram to go to Joyce and donate for you, it's $10,000 that you're going to get. What was the conversion rate you got? Man, it was amazing. It was amazing. When you, do, when you did that, Things start to grow, scale very fast, and 5,000 users, 10,000 users. And then we start to understand who were our users, right? Because, like, for example, it was women more than 35 years old. Those are the people that were interested to stay there. And then you, you start to analyze a cohort retention. You know where is a cohort retention? Yeah, the people that you had, how much they use the app. Yeah, it's it's like the time, uh, the lifetime of a of a user in the app. You, yeah. you in a, in a, in a product. Yeah, you, like how yeah. were they the first month? How were they the second month? Were they still on it six months later? Exactly, and then you see the, their profile. So you understand that women more than thirty five years old, they were our Why? profile. Why women of thirty five? My conclusion. Yeah. Because they number one, women are better people than men. <laughs> number one, man, they <laughs> care about others for sure. Yeah. And yeah. number two, after they are 35, they're in, a, they're in the age that most of them are mothers, it's, you know? Yeah. It, 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 yeah, it's a part of like... vibes are like... Exactly. Like women, women, they start to, 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 to care about others and they're like 20s. Mm. Men, they start to stop thinking about the world as their, their own ass when they're 40s. So men was... The cohort retention of a man was like... Mm. Women, amazing, amazing. Then... You know, and we did that not with what I taught or you taught or Juliana. It, it was like real, real numbers. Yeah. Then it started to grow 100,000 users, 200,000 users. Then we realized that that's how a startup works, right? Number one, number one in a startup, your first thing that you have to do, validate the hypothesis. That's mm. what we validated. People want to donate from 10 cents. From that, people was, was getting crazy about Joyce. They love it. They love it. We love Joyce. Can I buy a shirt? They use the shirt. And there's another one in Brazil, huge crowdfunding. They used to, they get way more money there. <laughs> they say, fuck this other one. We love Joyce. Like it was like, it was a branding thing. And then come the number two, 
uh, validate the business model. How do we get money with that? Yes, yeah, so how not did getting, you get money? Mm. So we said, okay, we can do what a cur- traditional crowdfunding do. Like uh, people buy joys and then I take like 6%, 10%. But we, we decided, no, we, we're going to use that as we don't take... Um, we don't want to get in the way of you donating. To exactly. If, yeah. if you go there and buy $100 of joys and donate, uh, the person is going to get 100 and I'm going to pay the, the transactions. So how are you going to make money? Let me guess. We Ads. It's not exactly ads. Okay. Right? We try to put ads, but man, ads is bothering, bothering people. So we did like, uh, it, it was a huge marketing thing because we realized, okay, 96% of the users were not causes, were donors. The donors got so crazy, they, they start to get there every day, every day to donate 10 cents because they donate 10 cents here, the person will receive a push, then the person will say, thank you, you're saving my life. And, and there's a, it's a two-way, right? Mm, there's that dopamine of like, oh, yeah. Exactly. I'm person. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, that's why World Vision, you know, yeah. you, get sa- you get like letters and whatnot from the kids that uh, you donate I'm, to. I'm, I'm going to count, uh, I'm going to tell you guys three stories that happen, real stories that happen with us, and then you're going to understand what, what I did. Number one, uh, the choice was in the beginning. We couldn't comment anything. The product was very MVP. And uh, I, I received an email, like, Pedro, ah, you are an angel from the sky that makes lives better. Was, Whoa, man, it, it was heavy words. It's like I would start laughing, like, what, what is that? Then I saw the guy email. It's something that I could print and put in my mom's fridge. Like, hey, mom, look what people are telling about me. <laughs> <laughs> then I saw, who is that guy? Then I went to Joyce, but no one knew that I was like the Joyce founder or CEO, etc. right? I was a, a regular user there donating Joyce, right? And then I saw, who is that guy? Then I find him in Joyce, and he was a very, very poor guy in a difficult situation, and he had a kid with cancer, and he... It was a sad story. And then he started to post every day. And then I started to donate frequently. And I counted. I donate to him 20 joys. 20 joys is something like putting in it's Australian like $2. dollars. Yeah. But it was in Brazilian money. It's like 50 cents of dollar. Okay. But it was 20 joys during a month. So during an entire month, from day to day, he received a message. Pedro Goeda donated to you. Pedro Goeda. So he get. How many times people gave to him 50 cents? Hey, okay, goodbye. But what I was doing to him, it was not only money. I, I, was, I was showing him constantly, man, I'm here. I'm here. I, I don't need to call you, but I, I'm here. Yeah, I, I'm I know you're strong. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And that gave him a lot of, whoa, we're creating something powerful. And that's what is interesting about a lean startup that I learned how to do. In the beginning, we didn't know that. You know, you start to learn with the real users. Right, and then we another passage that was very very cool. Uh, there's this girl uh, I don't know remember the name, but but she was a, a doctor, and she was one of the researchers that discovered the Zika virus. So she had a lot of money from the government uh, to do you know bring the moms, do physiotherapy for the kids, etc. 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 And one day she was there and she called. She talked to Juliana, and she called. Oh, I wanna talk to whoever creates joys and blah blah blah. Uh, and you're like, yeah, no, it's good. We don't have too much money yet, but they can use the money to go to physiotherapy. And the girl said, you guys don't understand what you have created. You don't understand. I say, why? Because, you know, all of those moms, they're like 20 years old, 22 years old, gross. Mm-hmm. Like, 
that they were on Instagram, they were happy, and now they have kids that, you know, how much a kid consumes from you. Imagine you being poor and have a kid that has a brain the size of a grape, and all their friends are at the beach, uh, putting Instagram sushi, beach, etc. And they are, they, the social media make them depressed. And then when they arrived here, and I saw all of them on social media, and I say, what happened that you were on Instagram? They say, it's not Instagram, it's Joyce. Yeah, I don't care about the money you're giving to them. You're yeah. giving to them a, 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 an opportunity of a safe place for them to be in the social media. I was going to say, it looks like Joyce had created a um, very harmonious community within with giving. So I, um, it's very attractive. I think people are able to give in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah so heavy. Is that, would, would that be like the idea, or like umbrella idea? or in the, the, the first idea I have to, the first idea is I believe 10 cents can save the world. Okay. And after that, a uh, whole community start creating. And now how we decide to create, get money from that. We, we realized that 96% were donors. If you go to a regular crowdfunding, man, 97% of the users are people who want the money. For us, for, for the guy who is going to give the money, that's a gateway, a payment gateway. You get that, give money, and you never see that again. However, in Joyce, it was the opposite. People who wanted to donate, they were getting there every day. We changed that, that logic. Yeah. So what, what did you do? Uh, we said, oh, man, we have to test something here. So we bring a brand to test, and we say, okay, you're going to send this to 1,000 people saying, look, this brand wants to give you a Joyce for you to donate for whoever you want. If you say no, there's two buttons. No, you keep using Joyce, you don't see ads. If you say yes, you're going to have to watch at 30 seconds, but we always ask the brand to do something related to social cases, and it was not like yeah, relevant ads yes. for the platform. Man, the first test was 97% rating opening. Oh, that's huge. 97 percent rate yes people who touch and after some people say ah, i didn't know i touched the wrong thing i wanted people got crazy with that and after we we decide oh we made a research a survey how do you feel about that brand and uh, say do you like the brand because the brand gave you joys 95 percent yes would you consume this brand because of that 92 i don't remember exactly but all the numbers were more than 90 yeah huge numbers and, and then you have like a, a thousand users, a hundred thousand users this time, yeah. at this time. This time, yes. Yeah. And then we start to run it uh, for for brands, and it got huge brands like Visa. We got Visa as a customer. Only only Visa put on Joyce more than than two hundred thousand Australian dollars. That's great. That that was amazing. And and uh, once Visa, they 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 had a program there that they wanted people to to how do I say to to make a, you had to put your name, your credit card, and your, uh, you know, everything, all, all your data there. They, and with that, they're going to use that for, I don't know why, right? They, they wanted to do that. And they were trying to do that with Facebook and, and Google. And then in the second month with Joyce, we received from the agency, your numbers are better than Facebook. Mm. We, they, they, we could get more users for them because what we did is say, look, that's what Visa is doing. It was a social thing too. They, they would help. But if you get there and do this, we're going to give you 150 joys. As in, if you get there, get to whatever landing page it is and put all your details in, they'll give you 150 joys. Yes. Yeah, well, that's great. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, so we did that because Visa was paying us a lot of money so we could share that with the users. Mm. 
right? And that makes people very happy because it's not with the final users, not with the cows, it's with the people who want to donate. So these yeah, well, people- Yeah, choice. You've, you gave the user choice. And these people loved because they said, I, we know you can buy, but when you can get, they, they feel better. They feel like they were like pro bono. You know what is pro bono? Like yeah, they yeah. feel that it's a volunteer work, something like that. And it was amazing. And it got like two or three good brands and yep. things were doing good. However, Joyce had another problem with the, the investors. Well, I, we took wrong investors in the, in the beginning. So that's another you, road. Of, well, yeah, what did you learn about one, how to get investors and then two, how to make sure you're getting good investors because shit can go wrong. Yeah, man, uh, I, I, I don't know if I can tell you how to get through because I got the wrong ones, <laughs> but uh, you always learn with your mistakes, which is important. What happened is that like that. People are so crazy nowadays about getting investors, investors, investors. Man, the real investor is your client. Find real clients. Like I tell, it's you better. Clients, you mean like the visa or like client visa, yeah. for example. Yeah, visa. Like in the beginning, it would be better if you had like instead of the shit investors you had ten with, visas. No, no, totally. But yeah. in the beginning, it's hard to have ten visas because oh. the visa doesn't come if you don't have users. It's, you have to build things. Yes. Uh, however, it's like um, it's better. Like instead of take like we took that fifty thousand dollars for a shit investor, right? Uh, that was a pain in ass in, in, in for us later. Uh, it would be way better if all of us, let's find 10 people or family and friends and, and, and get 5,000 for each and, and say, I'm going to give you that money back in that time. Uh, they, they call the FFF, family, friends, and fools. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rise money for, if you need a minimum rise from these people, rise from these people, like in, in almost in a personal thing. Don't yeah. Because the investor, the angel investor got in, man, uh, we signed a wrong contract. I was stupid in that. And, and what, what is the wrong contract? Because uh, what happened? When, when you, a startup doesn't behave as a, as a regular company. So they got in the contract immediately. They were partners from zero. That was a huge mistake, right? They, they shouldn't be. They should be like an investor and with options to be a partner in time, according uh, to the money they're putting. Things. If they do certain things, a lot of things happen. But what happened? Eventually, when uh, they, there was some time that the guy didn't send the money, he, he was supposed to send this money in the beginning, then they did, and he was already in the contract. And I was struggling. My God, you have to pay the cost. What are you going to do? Then I used from my own pocket, for example. Then one time I used money from my other company and my other partners got crazy with me mm. uh, and, and a lot of things. And after, when we had to get new investors and Joyce was getting huge, like Silicon Valley investors were talking to us, uh, they said, okay, how is the structure, the equity from your, your company? When you show, they say, sorry, you're out. Man, that's like going to, have you, have you guys donated blood before? No. Yeah, when you go to donate blood, you, you there's a first try. It's like, uh, have you had sex uh, without condoms in the last week, or oh, have, yeah, yeah. did you do a tattoo? Yeah. And they say if you say yes for both, or when uh, you are out, they don't take your blood. But then comes a fat guy, like almost dying, diabetes, and etc. He say no, they take his blood. And say, man, this is stupid. It's, yeah. But it is like it is what it is. And with investors, the same thing. If your social um, 
equity and structure is not in a, in a proper way because when you take angels, it's not for the business to be profitable. This first money is just to validate the hypothesis. Remember that I told you? Yes. Then probably you're going to have to have a second money to validate the business model. Yes. And then you're going to have to have a third investment to scale this. Mm. So you have to be pre prepared to, to dissolve yourself through time. And I, I did all of these wrong. I knew how to do it. That time I knew how to do a product. Solve yourselves as in dilute your ownership. Yes, 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 exactly. So what happened is that with the first experience I learned and then I, I, I become very good building the product and how to validate things. And then that experience taught me how that I have to be I had to learn how to get yeah, the right speaking, investors speaking to how to get right investors and etc and and do the company properly before uh, I start the company so it that's why Joyce barely died because of that because then I had to buy one guy out got two of the investors they were more they start fighting mm. Yeah, terrible, terrible. And because scenes. they were partners, then they both had a say, and then there was egos. And then when you're trying to make exactly. decisions, you can make decisions. And you know, if you're trying to dilute your share to these big Silicon Valley, well, then they wouldn't want to play ball in that. Exactly. For, for example, yeah. if it's uh, two of them didn't want to dilute the the the, the initial investors, right? Mm. So a guy from Silicon Valley say, "Oh, who is that guy that has I don't know, fifteen percent of the company here?" So this is an investor. Okay. He has to get out. We're going to see how to pay him out. But I didn't have all of this prepared in contract, right? Yes. And then I said, I don't there was no exit strategy. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get out. I say, okay, but then we cannot get those guys. Then I went to Silicon Valley. I said, oh, man, no worries. I want to keep the business. You can dilute from me. We don't want to dilute you, man. Because <laughs> yeah, we, want we, you. De we depend on you. If, yeah. if you. if you dilute too much, you're going to get bored with this project. You're going to leave the project. It's a hard process. I yeah. learned in the, in the worst way. Mm -hmm. So the, the, I spent like the last three years paying one of the investors out and keeping the, the, the project alive. It's still alive, but it's like hibernated. Yes. And now I'm finishing to pay him. It's cost me all the money I had and more. <laughs> and, uh, and now I'm finishing to pay him and uh, I'm going to have the project back. However, in this middle time, I, I created another project, which has... I am the CEO, so now I'm gonna see what I'm gonna do because I just uh, want to take a moment to just acknowledge how much, like, I can just feel right now how much your heart is in this, and that mm. you have this huge global mission to I don't know help if people. I, yeah, I don't know if I have a global mission to to, well, to help people. Global, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, man, it's 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 hard. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, Juliana can tell you as well. Uh, the energy that you get with that a lot of people oh you're amazing you're saving thank you but at the same time man, it's the whole day working with people dying yeah exactly kids like, dying that's it's, why it's it's honorable because you're it, the one yeah but cons that, consumes you, know? you a lot but in the end of the day it was not that terrible it, what, what made me crazy is like you dealing with that and then you went to a meeting of four hours of two idiots fighting and screaming because yeah, and you, well, say, oh, that's man. because it doesn't align with like <laughs> hey this is so much bigger than your like yeah bickering. but guys coming back to startups yeah. now that i gave you a lot of examples of rbnbs and etc and on startups what what is cool for you to understand and everyone who's going to listen if someone is going to listen we but hope so you, look every startup has Three moments. So, so validate the, the, the hypothesis, then validate the business model. There we did that. We validate the business model. You can make money with that. Because when Visa put $200,000, we 
we put a hundred thousand dollars in Joyce for everyone to donate for free. So Visa was happy, we were getting money, and the causes were the more happy because they were getting money. Yeah, they were getting incentivized. So everyone is getting was doing good. And the third part is how do we scale, right? And then scale. A perfect startup that the perfect road, the perfect path is doing the number one, validate the hypothesis, then validate the business model, and then scale. Do that in that level is very hard. It's very, very, very hard. It's, it's very hard. What usually startups do? They do one and two together, or they do two and three together, right? I'm going to give you examples for you. One and two together, validate hypothesis and validate the business model. Give me you an example, a startup that did that. Give you an example. Yeah. Well, I feel like mine is like my startup. Yeah, but, 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 but let, let's talk <laughs> about, about, about the, the, the big players. Yeah. Without scalability is what you're saying. So like you, you, you've done something. Hey, speaking of the mic more, turn it up. Yeah, turn it up a bit. Um, you've done something, it's viable, but then you can't kind of get to the next level where you might want to employ more employees and stuff yeah. like that, lawyers, well, whatever. Well, this is a second level that you have to do. This is management, right? Yeah. However, you cannot have a lot of customers yet. First, you have to have like ex-customers that are not your family and friends, real people, and see if that people are enjoying what you're doing for real with data and with you know surveys, uh, quality and quantity, how, how they're enjoying this. And okay, I have a product mm. now, but first you validate that. And you can validate with 2,000 people. You don't have to validate with 2 million people. Validate everything with 2 million people is very expensive. Yes. So validate with 2,000 is cheap. If it works for 2,000 and if it's a good sample, does this uh, 2,000 people with 2 million, 20 million is going to work. Yeah, if it's not your family and friends. Hey, yeah. you are, I'm a bit loud. And, and then uh, after you validate the business model, right? How I make money with that? Because the first, first thing is that is people wanting to use that? You don't know if you're going to make money with that yet, but you have to know if people want that solution. And lately, you go to scale. So what happened? The ideal world, you do one, validate the hypothesis. Then you know that you validate the business model. And then you don't know that and you validate, uh, you scale, right? What happened? Um, many startups do, do one and two together, right? Who, who is doing one and two together? Example, Airbnb, Uber. Man, they started from zero. Okay, mm. that's the deal. We take 20%. We take 10%. Yeah. Uber is not profitable till nowadays, right? Really? Uh, yeah. Uber got a lot of investment, a lot of investment, but they're not a profitable business. What, what they, they're growing. They have a lot of share market share. Amazon was not profitable till three years ago. They got a lot. Okay, they, they did that. They started with the business model in there. And after that, they start to scale. Let's go to another city, another city, another city, another city. An example that did the opposite, Facebook, right? Social media. Okay, yeah, but they we, got a lot of people first, right? No, yeah, we believe that people want to spend their time uh, on the internet to talk with people they already know. That was the the social uh, network mm. leap of faith. So they scaled. Bef no, not scaled. Before that, yeah, people used to spend time on internet to talk to another nicknames. Another, it was not real it was people. MSN, wasn't it? Yes, MySpace. No, yeah, but. MySpace is a social network. When I talk Facebook, is a social network. So, okay, they validate the hypothesis. Then they start to scale. How do you get money with that? Why they're scaling, right? Mm. So that can happen. But one thing, I never saw it. And if you see it, tell me. And that's the hugest mistake I see in my life, people trying to do. If you're trying to do the first one, 
and you try to do the first with the third one at the same time, you're going to break. You are still validating a hypothesis. If is someone consuming this and I want to escape, I want to have 2 million users. Man, I never ever saw that working. Mm. I'm waiting for the day I'm going to see that. So example of like a scaling too early, would that be like maybe buying the rights for a product or something like that or you know copyright infringement going ahead and doing those things before you've tested the product in the market or something um, quick example right uh, for example you you do we, we me and you we decided one example we you we were in joys my, my business right yeah we we're in the beginning we didn't know who were our customer or whatever and I say okay we're gonna do that we're gonna prepare take the money to take the best server ever we'll do an amazing app and then we're gonna pay a celebrity, a huge one, uh, to to bring people in. Mm. And then that's that celebrity could bring an, I don't know, male teenagers. Yeah, it's not relevant. Uh, it's, it's, it's and the thing market. would not use it. Our cohort retention is gonna be. Mm. So that's a problem. People, uh, startup stories are too much like fancy and luxurious and you watch Facebook move and say, oh, I want to have 3 million users from zero and you don't know that this is a real thing. You have to build uh, steps. You can build that in a month, in a year, in two years. That's not a point, but you have to fulfill the steps. Yeah, so what's your second, st- what's the second startup that you're building? Uh, I, I, I had a lot of startups in no, the process. The one that you're me, talking about after, yeah. after Joyce, yeah. you're saying you're working on a second one now. Yeah, this second one was not uh, an orthodoxical one. It was not, not like Joyce. What happened? The software house, we we were building software for startups. And like five years ago, the first, um, uh, it's kind of a celebrity, but not a celebrity. They go, we call people who sell courses on the internet, right? Those people are like, oh, learn how to meditate, learn how to get fit, right? Uh, this guy was huge, huge in Brazil, and he was trying to have his own app. So he came to us, and we built the app for him, right? And this guy was getting like a million a year, and he started to get five million a year with his own app because the app was good and et cetera. And we build like a startup and, and oh, this is amazing. Because of this came the second one mm. and then the third one. And then, and then 2021, 2020, I realized, oh my God, you have seven customers of this area. All of them are alive and getting more money. And the startups customers, they were one dying, one leaving because the startups more hard. This is like a formula. You do this, 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 and you sell course. Like people do that a lot of uh, all around yeah, it's road. a proven business model. Exactly. And those guys are, were already huge. They're not trying themselves, right? Yeah. And with their own platform, they're getting more money. Mm. Then I realized, oh, guys, but each of them, they have a, a separate project. And I say, me and my, my, my partners, we stop, we study all of the, their business, and we have validated. All the validation was there. It was working. Uh, one of them has more than 60,000 members paying monthly to That's use. That's great. No, she she it's a lady that do, does fitness. She makes unbelievably money. Yeah. So all of them uh, were we had more than a million users to validate. So we take everything we learned building from them, and we created our own project only with the best things, because we had a resource to build, and we create our own project in the back end. So now we go to a lot of those guys. Uh, now knock their doors. Oh, you're huge. It's time for you to have your own app, but your real own app on the App Store with your name, on the Google Play with your name. 
that's the app like this 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 i'm mm. gonna build for you so like what chris hemsworth has done with his fitness app exactly mm. like yeah. the, the, that girl there's here from yeah, Adelaide, kayla. kayla in the yeah. slat yeah. Yeah. yeah and she sold for like 500 mil yes it's unbelievable Four, 400 uh, american million dollars yes. yeah it's awesome so this client that I have in Brazil that I told you that has 60,000, she, she wants to, to follow the path of Kayla. Yeah, She's doing enough. Enough. So what happened? We created that and we put on the market like six months ago. And now we have 15 customers, all of them getting crazy because what do we do? We don't charge them money for, to build a software. To build a software like that is very expensive. So it's at like, least like two, three, four hundred thousand. A software good like ours, half million Australian minimum. dollars. Yes, minimum. Whee. So what do you do to them? We're going to give you for $5,000. What? But I'm going to take 6% of your sales that you do mm. inside here. And that is, so 6% of your sales, but are you getting equity as well as that? Or no, are you just getting no, income? No, no just income. The, ah. the company is theirs. We, we are not partners. We are just a gateway. Let's put it like this. We, we provide the place mm. where they... They, they sell because there they can put podcasts, they can put video classes. It's like a Netflix. It's as good as a Netflix uh, for the course. And we have a mini Instagram inside where they, they do community. Uh, the subscribers can post. They do live videos inside there. You know, the live video as Instagram, you can do inside their own app. So it That's gets so crazy cool. with that. You so got to show me. Yeah, I show you guys now. Uh, yeah. The only thing we don't, we went at the yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, no, no worries. I show, show you Show me later. after, but. I show um, you later. Fuck, that's cool, man. So yeah, so this, this is very new. A, and and obviously, they can add on like, oh, I don't do that, so don't include that function in yeah. mine, but I do this and include that function. You have just like this suite of all these different functions that you've already figured out exactly how they work and the ones that are already tested, and now you're yeah. just adding more tools yeah, based on now, the clients you get. Exactly, and now Sick. that's the point. We add more tools according to real users. That's what you're doing. But Pedro, you do cool shit, man. This, yeah. uh, this one, <laughs> I, two, I just three have to start thing. to doing money now, <laughs> making money, not only good shit. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Look, you've you've got valuable lessons. Obviously, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? totally. Yeah, that, that's our journey, and now we are here in Adelaide, guys. And yeah, I don't know what doing. <laughs> just joking, <laughs> because when you arrive here, everyone was asking, "What are you doing in Adelaide?" I said, "I don't know, yeah. man." No, but but oh you, yeah, we don't, we don't think that we like Adelaide. Yeah, no, I, I like Adelaide. <coughs> Some people though, say that you had that. Oh, what are you doing in Adelaide? Why are you not in, like somewhere else or whatever? It's like that's that's why I get along. Know, that's why know. I get along with you. I, I I had to find people that like the city because everyone. Yeah. What are you doing in Adelaide? I don't know. I thought it was good, but according to what you're telling me, it's not that good. Come on, yeah. <laughs> it's because because we've actually like we've, we've traveled and like you know you see other countries like you go to yeah. Belarus and it was like you, you know, were saying right. You didn't realize how good. It, well, it's like people don't realize how good Australia is because they haven't left. Yeah. And totally. I felt that exact same way about Adelaide. Like I've traveled the, uh, you know, not the whole world, but a fair bit of the world. And it was when I left for university, uh, I w went to Gold Coast and then I came back here in my mid-semester breaks and I was like, I just saw it with this whole new vision of yeah. like, oh my God, Adelaide is actually so diverse in terms of the types of people you get. Like Gold Coast, the stereotypes are strong yeah, yeah, and there's so only a few of them. Here, you have like a plethora of just different mm. vibes of people, which is yeah, just it's it, pretty you, unique. You're talking only about Australia, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, if you get out uh, to oh, see the road. That's that a whole another whole another. Yeah, one, one thing that Australians, I believe that they don't, don't, don't like when they see they don't like too much is that every time they travel, 
Nick travel as tourists and Australian economy is so strong, so strong. So the Australian money works a lot. So you can go a lot of like, if you go to Brazil now, you can live like a king there. Mm. This is why we like Bali. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> That's why you love everyone. Australians want to live in Bali. Centrally, you can leave it to Bali. But man, look, yeah, because you have Australian money. Yeah. Try go, go to live in Bali without Australian money and try to find a job there. <laughs> Start to do, go to live in Brazil now. Try to find a job there and, and live there. Then it's a different perspective, yeah. you know? Yeah. Then you learn that the road is a different thing. Whoa, whoa it's a different well, challenge. It's like trying to go to New York and not have like... You know, trying to make it in New York from nothing is not yeah. easy. Yeah. Like, no. that's the kind of city. Unless you went there with getting a good job already. If you're just trying to make it from nothing in New York, like, you, it'd be very tough. That's it. Mm. That's it. You, you, you want to know, wanna, uh, just talking how much we love Australia? Because I lived here in 2008 and nine. Then I came back and I met Juliana in 2010, 11. And I used to say, you're like, come to the promised land. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Australia's amazing. Australia's amazing. Australia's amazing. I have been to America. I say, fuck America. Australia's way better. <laughs> and, and then in 2016, she came to visit. And then she, oh, you're right. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> Let's live there. Then we did the, the process. Yeah. And then we got a visa. Then we came. Uh, the first time, and the first time we came to live here after the visit, was 2018, we went to Sydney, and uh, there was a friend of mine that was completely lost in Brazil, like from university, but he was like, ah, life's shit. I was living with his mom. I say, man, do that. You're a smart guy. He speaks like four languages and very smart. Do that. Do you think I can do it? You can do it, man, because I did the whole process and it was hard, but I now I know exactly what to do. I help you. That man, he did everything in a month. So his visa got exactly at the same time as us, and he came together, and we were arriving. And I said, "Look, I'm gonna arrive in Australia." Is that Rob? Sorry, the Rob? No, no, Rob. Rob later. Uh, Rob was this year. Uh, then we arrive in Australia. I say, "Look, I'm gonna kiss Australian floor." The first thing I'm gonna arrive there, I'm gonna kiss the the the, the airport floor. <laughs> and Juliana, you're disgusting. Uh. And uh, the guy was uh, with my friend. Do you think that's a good thing? I say, I'm going to do it. If you're going to do it, I'm going to do it too because, <laughs> and he never been to Australia. <laughs> so we arrived, both of us, me and the guy kissing the floor, people looking, well, those idiots. And she was like, oh, disgusting, blah, blah, blah. Then we, we were in Australia. Man, he is doing great in Sydney, find good jobs and etc. Every Life is amazing for him. And we were there in the uh, a year and then Joyce had serious problems there and, yep. and say, okay, I'm going to have to come back. And she was, I don't want to come back. I hate Brazil. Then, okay, you can stay. No, I'm going to come back. Then she came back. And now we, <laughs> then we come back. Oh, it's to be fast, like six months. So the problem was bigger. I had to stay more. And coronavirus, and they closed all the doors and et cetera. And then when we finally got to come, she say, oh, the problem was that I didn't kiss the floor. So when I arrived there, I'm going to kiss the floor. Man, I have a video of her kissing the floor in front of Opera House. <laughs> Man, I got jealous. The, the floor got a kiss. Hey. It was a huge kiss. <laughs> so that's that's the man. That's the level of the country you guys have here. We arrive here kissing the floor. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, man. All right, cool. Well, I think that's that's it. I think that's it, man. That's, that's it. a good okay. end. If you want to keep going, we can keep going. Yeah, we'll have you on again. No, you t you tell me. Yeah, I think that's mm. good. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much you, for man. coming Thank on. you, man. Thank you for inviting me. Appreciate it. And I hope my English level was above the subtitle level. So <laughs> <laughs> We'll put subtitles when we put yeah, on yeah, social yeah. media. Yeah, yeah okay. cool. All right, play the outro.
Thanks for listening or watching to What's Your Voyage. Please leave us a review on whatever podcast service you're streaming us from. You know, interact with us on social media. And thank you very much for being on The Voyage.